Hello and welcome to our 10th episode of our Wellbeing Podcast. Today we have the boss, the headmaster, Mr. Sisson. How are you doing today? Very well, thank you, Casper. Thank you for having me along. The yep. boss, gosh, blimey, that, that's, um, isn't that Jose Mourinho is the boss? I'm not sure I want to be associated with Jose. Well, yeah, some people would call him the boss. So you've worked at schools and things. What is your job history? Uh, so, I started teaching, not many people know, probably wouldn't expect, I started teaching um, in a feed prep. So my first class I was teaching five and six year olds. So when I went into teaching I thought that's, that's the age I want to be with the real littleies, um, which I loved, I really loved, but I discovered two things quite quickly. Number one, when you work with little children you spend a lot of time with dribble on your, yep. um, on your boat. Um, and um, I found myself always going home and I had pit stick or I'd cut holes in my trousers, um, which is fine, but that, that's number one thing in there. I discovered really quickly was actually, I had such a passion for my subject, which is English. Yeah. Um, and I had an opportunity to teach English in the school as I started teaching mm -hmm. it. And as soon as I started teaching English, I realized that's what I wanted to do. Okay. Um, so I spent a couple of years teaching little children and then I moved on and I started teaching English. I became head of English and I was head of drama, so I used to put some plays on, which again I used to absolutely love. Yeah. Uh, I try and keep that quiet so that people What, what plays did you put on? Um, oh gosh, a few. So some musicals, things like Joseph. Really? Um, wow. But I'm not a big musical play person, so um, I did some versions of of classic books that I wrote myself, so yep. The Railway Children, um, which was great, um, and Goodnight Mr. Tom was, was my favourite that okay. I did, and we lived, um, we, the school I was at at the time was fairly close to where Michelle McGorian, mm -hmm. who wrote the book, lives, mm -hmm. so she actually came to the final performance, so it was quite nerve-wracking for everybody, including me, because I'd taken her book and written it as a script, she allowed me yep. to do that, that she then came... Oh, well, you actually had to get the right to write it. Yeah so, yeah, so I just said, is, is it okay? And she said, fine. And then she came along and watched it. So I was a bit worried about what she'd think. Um, yeah. So that was, yeah. That, that was exciting. Um, and then things sort of developed. I really discovered that I loved doing pastoral things. So I started with pastoral roles and then became deputy head. Um, and then sort of became head. Um, so just it just developed bit by bit. I was never... Sort of, looking forwards just kept following the things yeah you just sort of kept in. working your way up yeah from the bottom as yeah. everyone should yeah so when you left your school before bay desert what um made you pull towards bay desert um a, a bit of chance really i wasn't i wasn't really looking um particularly to move it was it was in my mind yeah um and the bay desert job came up and um my head at the time said, this is a great school. So I thought, well, I'll have a look. And I looked on the website and everything I read, I thought it looks amazing. Yeah. But to be honest, when I, when I applied, I thought there's no way in the world we'll get this, this job. This won't be my first headship. I thought I'll give it a go because I'll learn things. Um, but then as soon as we walked through the door, the first time mm -hmm. we arrived here and came and looked around, as a family, we just fell in love completely with the warmth and the yeah. atmosphere. Mm -hmm. so. There was sort of no looking back, um, but I still feel incredibly blessed and lucky that, that it happened, really. Yeah. It still um, feels a bit of a dream. 
How many applicants were there? How many people you up against to oh, take the job? I actually don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, yeah. It, I, I, it's, it's an amazing school, so yeah. a good number. Especially all the resources we have around. We've got, we're yeah. in the library room, library meeting room. We've got all these computers and we've got two ICT rooms, art room, the pack. Obviously, it's, it's a real honour to have all of those. Yeah. I, I know that the final stage, there were four of us yep. who got through to the final bed. Um, and I don't know if you watch The Apprentice. No, I don't. I don't. It was a bit like that. So at, at the end, we were all together in school yeah. doing all sorts of different interviews and tasks. And it was the hottest day. It was about 35. So we were all, we were sweating, all dripping trying to and keep sweating it, and trying, keep to keep, straight face. Yeah, trying to keep it cool. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, did you always want to work in a prep school? Country prep school? Or did you sort of want, what, like, work in a city or...? Yeah, I think when I started teaching, I, I, in my mind, I, wasn't, I certainly wasn't set on country prep school yeah. or being in boarding schools at all. In fact, my first job was um, not super country um, mm -hmm. and there was no boarding involved at all. But once I once I first became involved in schools like Bow Desert, yeah, again there's just no no looking back really because it's yeah. it's so special. You guys are so lucky. Yeah, um, we're definitely very privileged to yeah. be at this wonderful school. The idea of going out and not being able to roll on banks and climb trees and have all of that time outdoors, yeah, um, is, I, I just can't imagine not being in this environment now. Yeah, I'm. I sort of moved from. London age three, didn't really remember much of it, drove past my old nursery a few times and I thought, wow, it's so different to, mm. and we actually drove past my brother's old prep school and it's just so different, these two schools, so you got a prep school, the exact same people, exact same everything, but when you look out the window in London, you might see a road, but then Hey, it's just so much to play, climb, slide, click, paint. Yeah. All of that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, I think it makes you different people. It makes it you does, much, yeah, definitely. much more rounded people. Yeah, and the thing is, I sort of think it's weird because if we went into a different year, so if I was a year younger, I'd be a completely different person. If Henry went into a year younger, completely different person. It's the people around us that make our personality up, I think. Do you think so? Yeah, because obviously our parents are a big thing of it, but mm. I think if we were a year below or above or whatever, it would be different people because obviously our year, we're quite sporty, but then, I don't know, maybe the younger year might not be so sporty. So they might do more stuff inside or they might like to sit on the banks and chat and all of that. So yeah, That's true to a degree. I think, I, think you, I think you do influence one another. But sat here now looking at you two, you are so you are so unique. You're such individuals. I yeah, same with everyone. I think that's one of the great strengths. Of yeah. You, you guys aren't shaped too much. You're allowed to become who you, who you want to be. Of course, you're influenced, but. But like, I, is it really? Yeah, I, I look back on what I said thirty seconds ago. <laughs> Changing it up a bit. Um, so what advice would you give to your twelve-year-old self now? It probably won't surprise you. It's the advice that. I give to you guys mm -hmm. all the time. Um, I think I could have been better when I was younger at grabbing opportunities. Yeah. Um, 
I look back at things I didn't do mm -hmm. um, when I was worried about doing something, when I missed opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think I'd say trust your instincts. Yeah. Um, go with what you believe and really stand by what you believe and just yeah. grab every moment. What was your biggest regret of not doing um, backup? One, I think, oh gosh, one of my biggest regrets came a little bit later um, at school because I found chemistry hard. Yeah. Um, I desperately wanted to be a vet, um, but I needed chemistry and I found chemistry hard. And at the time, rather than push through and say, I'm going to work and crack this, mm -hmm. I didn't. I said, oh, chemistry's too hard, therefore I'm going to... Set I'm not, going, and to, I'm not going to follow what I'm really passionate about. Yeah. And now mm -hmm. Nelly is growing up, she's desperate to be a vet. I love what I do, yeah. but if you could ask me if there were something, something else, I, I, I do think I'd enjoy being a vet. Other than being a headmaster, would there be any other job you would want to be here? Here at school? Yeah. Oh. I'm making up questions right now. Yeah, I'm going to give them to you. Know, you know, there are, there are days that I look at our teachers and I think, I would just love to spend my day back in the classroom because being with you guys in the classroom all the time. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. A couple of years ago when I was teaching an English class, I loved it. It's the escape from emails mm -hmm. and telephone calls and just being with you yeah, guys the best thing. Obviously, you're, you're one of the busiest people at this school. And... We've managed to get into your diary and <laughs> get all that as a proper privilege to have. But, um, yeah, because in English you do so many things. You read books, you read scripts, you perform scripts. It's not drama, but it's mm. it's English. So uh, I think English is a, a really, really fun thing. That's an amazing subject. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What is your greatest achievement that you've ever done in your whole entire life? Um... I'm going to avoid saying things like becoming a father and yeah, those yeah, sorts of things. I'm going to answer the question that I think you want me to answer. Um, and that is, um, oh gosh, I don't know the year, 2014, perhaps, maybe 2015. Mm -hmm. um, I was part of a group of four people who cycled. We did the Land's End to John O'Groats for mm -hmm. charity, but we did it the other way. We did um, John O'Groats to Land's End because the yeah. person who was leading the team wanted to finish there for personal reasons. Now there's a reason that everybody goes Land's End to John O'Groats on the bike because as you Lowest know from your geography, fast. there's a southwesterly prevailing wind so you get blown all the way. If you do it the other way, you get blown back towards where you, you came from. You spend your whole time cycling into the wind. Um, yeah. But that was amazing, it was, it was really hard work, really tested us, but yeah. it was just the greatest privilege as well to um, to basically pass all the way through, um, yeah. all the way through our country from one end to the other, and mm. just take it all in, and it was amazing, but hard. I think that's probably it. Well, the well, views. Can you say that? Like, what what was the scenery around you when you got to? Obviously, you started right down Lands End in Cornwall. So we did it the other way. So oh we, yeah, we yeah, yeah, other way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> the Highlands would. Just mind-boggling. Yeah. Really beautiful. Did you go close to the sea? Uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, you leave the coast really quite quickly and then don't really see it again until you get right to the right to the end. Yeah. That moment when you come and you, you see the... You see the finish, the finish line and you just pin really your eyes on it and you keep uh, going. Incredibly yeah. emotional. How much training did you have to do for that? 
a, a good amount. Um, yeah. I cycled quite a lot, but not enough to do that. So uh, we did it in August. So really trained during the Easter holidays yeah. in um, in the mountains in Wales, and then we trained during the summer. So being teachers, we're quite lucky we could build up during the summer so that we were ready for it. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you could choose a superpower, what would it be? Quite like the idea of turning back time. Yeah. But I think you kind of need to stick with your consequences. That, that's a bit easy to say something hasn't worked out, go back and change it. I think you could just continually yeah. spend your whole time. So that's probably quite dangerous. Instinctively, I like the idea of knowing people's thoughts, reading people's minds. But again, yeah. I don't think I'd really want to know. No, is there a <laughs> I think I think, I think we're, we're better we're better not knowing things like that. So probably just maybe to fly. fly yeah, I, I always, always think I, of flying. Yeah, I always look at birds and think, oh gosh, you just look so serene and peaceful. Yeah, you and, can do whatever you want. Yeah. It's like when we go in the swimming pool, it's weird because your arms are just there, don't do anything, you yeah. just sit there and float. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's there's a good answer, a superpower that yeah, there's, is for good to save people's lives. But I think I'm yeah. quite fancy just being able to fly. Yeah, Henry, what's your superpower that you'd want to be? Ah, uh, probably flying as well. I sometimes get, I don't know um, on technology on Instagram. For some reason, I keep getting posts that pop up of people doing extreme things. So yeah. One of the things that pops up a lot is the. Um, films of those chaps who jump and they have the flights. Yeah, yeah, they, they open their arms. They no just idea. leap off mountains and it <laughs> looks extraordinary. I can't quite believe they do it. Yeah. It does look amazing. Okay. Henry, I know you want to end it because an ICT lesson's coming up, but no, we're <laughs> going we're gonna to go on till maybe around the 12th question. Um, if your house was burning down, what one object? Would you say, obviously, your family as everyone would, but object? Um, I thought photograph actually, but yeah. so many photographs you have on devices now. I think yeah. if I could look around and check, I know that we've got some photographs, some family pictures that we haven't got anywhere else that would be yeah. really sad to lose. Um, but I think if I just had to run in, be quick, grab something, I think I might grab my bike. Um, just because I know it's replaceable, but because I've you've had so, much, so yeah, many great gone. times on it, I yeah. might have the bike. I'm not a big object person, really? to be honest. Yeah, it's yeah. I things that you can do and yeah. Because yeah, your favourite chair might be nice, but really, yeah. Can you do anything with that chair unless sit there and feel not really that productive? Unless you've got a laptop and you're writing emails and mm. just that. Mm, yeah. So um. What three words would you use to describe Her Majesty the Queen? Oh, um, I, th I think I think the word that we've heard so much this, this weekend, service, is um, has to be one. Um, it's extraordinary to to dedicate yeah. dedicate your life essentially to yeah. other people. Um, yeah, that's, that's as, just as great. She has done. Um, Her seventy year reign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think family as well. Um, we don't. None of us know the Queen. Well, no, none of us no. knew the Queen. Yet we could. We could all see the way she lit up when she yeah, was. Yeah, especially with her family and around her jubilee, she did that sketch with Paddington Bear. Yeah. That was that. Obviously, if that came back in the past 
10 days about sort of her, everyone saying, I remember her sense of humour, mm. she was such a wonderful lady. Yeah, and, and I think gen, gen, genuinely, I think I, I think so many people have reflected on how inspirational she, she is as well in so many yeah. different ways. Um, you talked about the influence that you have, yeah. or, or people have on you. I think so many people actually realise they looked to her as such an example and she was so dignified how she, how she handled every situation. So you've taught her obviously different places mm. and you've taught at High, you Highfield. That yeah. rings a bell in your mind, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the difference between Highfield and Bodeza? Um, I think well, one of the reasons that we love Bodeza is that it's similar in some ways, so uh, in, in lots of ways really, that it's a happy, kind place where you guys get to be free and yeah. make choices and challenge yourselves. And there's a lot in common. The biggest difference is that Highfield had full boarding. Bodeza, yeah. Um, doesn't and that's a, a practical thing, but it does. It makes the schools feel different. That you've always got a core of people and staff, and but it does it quietens down at the end of the day. Yeah, um, you even, have even those with, few even with the fifty boarding, people. Yeah, where that stay the night yeah. here, and I find that quite important because most secondary schools they all have, um, they all have full boarding and. Mm. Some obviously have weekly, so you go home at the weekend and then come back on the Sunday night. But boarding at Bodeza is just great because you can, if you want to take a break from it, you can. You get booked in for one night, and if you don't like it, you can obviously step out for a few weeks. But it's just great because it prepares, it prepares you, and you get to see other people's routines. So some people might like to, I don't know, wear an eye mask or have special <laughs> lavender scents around them or do things in different orders that you may. Yeah. So I, I think boarding's very special. You definitely become more attuned and sensitive yeah. to the needs of others. Don't yeah, you? definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so good. But as it becomes a different place when you walk up the stairs to the boarding house. Yeah. All the matrons they've made your beds. Well, the children have made their beds and then they've sort of clammed them up a bit. Yeah. And it's just the matrons they're they're properly. If we didn't have them, what would we do? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. How around you boarding? boarding house parents definitely what? are you looking after yeah. them? I think they've already we've looked after them and they've said, No, we can do this all up, all on our own and they are great. That's good. And yeah, they they're obviously different to our one of our all the ex house parents, the Latons, but I think it's good every now and again for a change. Mm. I'm not saying the Latons were bad or anything. It's just change is good for mm. everyone because some people might say, Oh, the Latons are leaving. That's sad. I'm not going to board anymore, but some people say, no, the Latins are leaving, but other people can come through and obviously they might be different to the Latins, they might do better mm -hmm. things, might do things slightly differently, which is just great, I think. Thumbs up so far, that's good news. Yeah, so they can keep doing what they're doing if they're going to listen to this. <laughs> so um, what three words would you describe uh, Bodeza? We've talked about Villas a lot, but obviously I know that... Yeah, um, I'm going to use the word that's most important to me, which I think is true and it runs through Bodeza. Yeah. It's not perfect, but it's a very kind place. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I'm really proud of that. Um, and I think I think you guys all should be too. Because yeah, it definitely. It changes, changes people. Um, I, I like the unpredictable nature of Bodeza. It surprises yeah. me um, mm -hmm. every day. Um, 
never quite know what's coming, which, mm-hmm. is, which is fair. I, I think that's really important. Um, and a third word, um, gosh, um, I think um, I think it's I think it's a genuine place. Yeah. I, th- I think what you see is what yeah. you see from you guys is what you get. Um, you're able to be yourselves. Um, I can think you've got to fit a mould, and I think that's really important. Yeah, I mean, especially as people join at different years, I get that. Yeah, I I did say five ten minutes ago that <laughs> people around us do mould us, but yeah, it's a bit, but. It's also quite good to be yourself and Completely. just be different, as lots of people say. And there's a quote by, I can't remember who, who it was, but they said, be different is key mm. when joining someone new. And it's just that I, I believe in that. And I'm sure Henry might have other outlooks, but obviously that's all great. It's such a welcoming place. You've got, you've got new guys started into your year group. Yeah. And they've yep. been welcome so quickly really I know yeah which is fabulous yeah I mean people don't really stand out to me when I'm walking around but then people stood out to me the new people stood out first three days and then and then it all it fitted in I saw them having fun and walking around with other people and chatting playing football playing rugby Mm. other people not being excluded which I can imagine if you're New to a school, it's it's quite hard. Mm. Been to two schools, but then this was in the second one. And it was just great because no one no one knew each other in reception unless they'd been to nursery, and it's just all fresh. There's no mould. There's no one to inf- influence each other because it's just everyone doesn't know no one, and it's just you just kind of find your way around and then make friends with other people, and it's great. Uh. Thank you for coming on our podcast, Mr. Searson. Thanks for having me, Henry. Thanks for having me, Casper. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time in podcast episode 11. Yeah, and that was 23 minutes, 35 seconds just then. So it's been great. This is, this has been our best one yet. I know I say that a lot yeah. to all the other teachers, but seriously, <laughs> I'm not joking. This You've has been our longest. You, you're, you're saying that because it's on the script and I've told you you have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't. We literally sat down for maybe five minutes and we recorded. There's no time for saying, oh, do this, do that, say that, say this, which... Casper Henry, thank you so much. This, yeah. this is such a great thing that you do, so gosh, yeah. well done. Thank so you. I tend to answer, we thought... Let's have the boss. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thank you. So, goodbye for well, goodbye to the viewers. Not not you. You can you can stay for at least another. <laughs> but cool. Thank you. See you in po- podcast episode eleven.